Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, February 3rd. S&P futures are rallying 11 points. That's about 30 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming up 70 points. That's about 55 basis points. The major European indices are up about 60 basis points overall. You have mild outperformance in autos, banks, telecom, uh, along with utilities. Uh, mild underperformance in basic resources and staples. Italian equities are trading very well. The Italian FTSE MIB is up over 2%. Italian BTPs, the Italian government bonds are also rallying. Tenure yields are down about eight basis points. This is all um, amid anticipation of Draghi, the former ECB president, possibly becoming the next Italian prime minister. Draghi will be tasked with trying to form a government. Um, obviously, he is extremely well regarded uh, in, after what occurred over the last you know decade plus with the European financial crisis. Um, so Italy is definitely very much in focus in Europe. Uh, and then Asia was higher across the board with the exception of mainland China, which finished down small. So I think what we've seen since Monday, um, you know, I think, you know, obviously you had this brief obsession with nonsense stocks last week. I think that kind of faded over the weekend. And then as of this Monday, the focus shifted back to those three pillars of the rally, earning stimulus vaccines. Um, and you've seen now over the last 72 hours, multiple data points kind of bolstering all of those pillars. So earnings for Q4, the season remains very, very strong. Um, you know, Amazon, Google were two blowout reports last night. Um, you know, I have obviously a full write-ups on each of those along with all the other earnings reports that were out last night. But, you know, again, you continue to see companies extremely, you continue to see companies beat Q4 expectations by a very wide margin. Um, and the 2022 consensus forecast continues to creep up. You know, I think when all is said and done and we're out of the Q4 reporting period, you'll probably see a 2022 figure around $205, if not more. Um, in Europe today, you had strong results out of Novo Nordisk, Publicis, Santander, Siemens. All those stocks are trading well. Um, so again, earnings, um, very much a market tailwind. On the vaccine front, I think the U.S. still, uh, with regards to COVID, you know, the situation remains encouraging. So you're seeing... Um, the transmission hospitalization figures to send off their apex, and you're seeing the vaccination figures pick up, um, you know, pretty impressively. So again, if you look at the number of people that have had COVID plus the number of people who have received vaccines, you know, you're getting to nearly a quarter of the adult population um, that presumably will have antibodies from one of those two sources, and that number should rise, um, you know, pretty dramatically over the coming weeks and months. You should see Johnson Johnson hit the market with its vaccine, perhaps as soon as the middle to end of February. So we will be submitting that data soon to the FDA. The FDA should provide emergency youth authorization again by the end of February. So you'll have three vaccines in the U.S. out by the end of this month, and then perhaps as many as five by the end of, uh, by the end of March, early April. So the COVID backdrop remains um, a tailwind. You saw that on Tuesday in the U.S. where a lot of the reopening stocks traded very well. Um, so both earnings... Uh, vaccines, very positive for equities. Um, on the stimulus front, you know, I think this is a little bit more of a nuanced issue. So 
Remember, Biden has two fiscal stimulus proposals. He has his rescue plan, which is $1.9 trillion that's already been released. He has the recovery plan, which is due out perhaps later this month. Um, that could be worth another $1.5 to $2 trillion. Right now, the Democrats are working on the rescue bill. They will nearly are guaranteed to pass it through reconciliation. There was a brief attempt to forward some type of a bipartisan compromise. The bid-ask spread is much too wide to bridge. So Republicans came back with a $620 billion offer. Uh, you know, the White House is still at $1.9 trillion. So the Democrats this week are now moving forward with passing all of the requisite bills and legislation um, to proceed with reconciliation. The question remains, what number gets to 50 in the Senate? So the $1.9 trillion from the White House, um, you know, I think nearly everyone agrees that we'll have to be haircut to an extent. The question is just how much. Um, you know, it's very likely you're going to see the stimulus checks get circumscribed in some capacity, either reduced in size and or reduced as far as distribution, the amount of people that will be eligible for them. Um, that will shave several hundred billion dollars off as well. There is this whole issue of the minimum wage. Um, will the minimum wage go up to $15? Will it go up to a lower amount, maybe perhaps $11? Um, and there's still a big debate about whether or not minimum wage is even eligible to be passed through reconciliation. Some Democrats, including Bernie Sanders, will insist very strongly that it is eligible. Others will say it is not the Senate parliamentarian will have to rule on that matter. Um, you know, So that's another area of controversy. I think at the end of the day, you're probably going to see the rescue bill get passed probably in an amount of $1.5 to $1.7 trillion. That should get done relatively soon. It could be back on Biden's desk for his signature by March. So obviously, that's an enormous amount of fiscal stimulus, one point, let's call it $1.5 trillion, um, getting pushed into the economy less than three months after $900 billion was um, pushed out in the end of uh, December of last year. So fiscal stimulus is very much a huge tailwind. Um, I do think that if you pass this through reconciliation, you're going to be expending a lot of political capital. It's going to be much difficult to legislatively enact the rest of Biden's agenda, specifically this whole rescue bill, which is supposed to include a lot of infrastructure spending in it. So I think investors should keep that in the back of their minds. Um, you know, as we get through the the rescue phase, um, I think the recovery part of it is certainly, um, you know, I think that's something investors should recalibrate their expectations about. Tax hike headlines are also going to accelerate going forward. So, you know, this is something that Democrats have been talking about throughout the entire campaign. They've been saying how they have a variety of different tax hike um, proposals that they will be making. I think, you know, the market has been focused on deficit fueled spending because that is what the rescue bill essentially includes. There's no new revenue in the rescue bill. But, um, you know, I think you are going to see a lot more tax hike um, headlines cross the tape over the coming weeks. So Elizabeth Warren was put on the finance committee yesterday afternoon. That's a critical committee for setting tax policy. She already said she'll be coming out with a wealth tax um, proposal. You know, Bernie Sanders is now chairman of the budget committee. So you have, you know, individuals in Congress that are in very prominent seats that will be, um, you know, I think very aggressive in trying to push with a tax hike agenda. At the end of the day, I doubt you're going to see major hikes actually gets actually get passed. Um, you know, I think just given the fact that the economy is still uh, relatively fragile from from COVID, so it's probably not at least until 2022, and that it's a huge mid-year election. Um, you know, given the tiny majorities of uh, the House and the Senate, I think Democrats will be loath to kind of aggressively hack, uh, hike taxes into that. But the, the threats are certainly going to be all over the tape. And I think that's something, um, you know, investors should be prepared for. 
So that is, um, those are kind of the major big themes as far as incremental news for today specifically. You know, a ton of earnings, like I said, I have write-ups on all of them in the piece this morning. Nothing all that new on on, on fiscal stimulus. You know, the Democrats passing the the framework for reconciliation requires a lot of steps. You're going to see a lot of kind of vote headlines get passed uh, across the tape over the coming days. You know, I think it's it's safe to say that they will pass the ability to use reconciliation. Then the question becomes what that final number is, like I said before. Um, you had a couple of economic numbers. You know, I think most interestingly, the European inflation figure surprised on the upside. So you are seeing inflation pressures build both in the US and in Europe. A lot of the central bankers have been predicting this. A lot of it has to do with base effects. They're calling it transitory, et cetera. But you know, I think the market may not be so calm if they start to see a succession of um, higher inflation readings. Um, and that is essentially everything for today um, in terms of news. For the calendar on Wednesday, the focus will be on the US ADP jobs report, the US services ISM, and then you have more earnings, the big ones this morning, AbV, Apollo, Biogen, Spotify. After the close, you have Allstate, eBay, Lincoln, MetLife, PayPal, and Qualcomm. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.